Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better, not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself. Hello, everybody. It's Imagine Yourself time. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy. And the way you said that, it's kind of like a preschool teacher introducing something. That's right. It's like, good morning, class. We're here to learn today. (laughs) (laughs) What are we learning, Miss Lene? We are learning to live our best life by choosing our best choices and fully realizing that there are so many different areas where we actually do have the power of choice. I like it. Today's episode was developed after we did the podcast episode on empowering the next generation. And Sandy and I attended a summit and we heard some stories about kids, especially young girls, who really had just never understood that they had the power to choose anything. Wow. I remember that. That was pretty powerful. Yeah. We were sitting there looking at each other with our mouths open and our hearts breaking. And we decided to do something about it. We wanted to invite a life skills strategist to the show to try to help us understand how this balance works. Because we know that we cannot control everything in this world. There's lots of things we cannot control. But there are some things that we can control and that we can choose what and who we allow into our lives. And that is that power of choice. And that's why we have Sheila Sutherland joining us today, because she's a professional educator, speaker, best-selling author, and she's a fellow podcaster. And she's certified in social and emotional intelligence. And we want to just jump right in and welcome you, Sheila, to Imagine Yourself. Hello, ladies and everyone. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with all of you. We are hoping to learn a lot. And one quote that stuck out to me is choices are the hinges of destiny. So let's just go right to the heart of this and the power of choice and what it means to you and what you tell your clients. Oh my goodness. Yes, that quote is so true. I'm just going to back up just a touch here too, because I think it's so amazing that you are actually talking about young children and kind of making it sound like We're going into class here at the beginning (laughs) because I'm a former high school teacher. Oh, wow. And I just sit there and I think of what I know now. I wish I could be back in the classroom because I think even though I know I was a really great teacher while I was there, there's still some things now I would do differently with the knowledge that I have. And choice is one of them because I agree with you were saying when you heard that the young girls were saying that humanity in general does not believe anymore that they have choice, that life just happens to us. And to me, that's so disempowering to think that we don't or we can't actively play a part in creating our life. Mm -hmm. And there was a part of me that sat back and went, no, that's not what I signed up for. And so did that lead you to become involved in this program? What it's called again? called O-Shift. O-Shift. Yes. S-H-I-F-T. Yes. yes. Tell us about that. Because a lot of times we say the other without the F. Not we don't because yeah. we're, <laughs> we're an imagine yourself world. <laughs> yeah. We've never said that. But in our heads. Oh, in right. our heads we may have. Yeah. No, never outwardly. So let's go from the bad words to the good ones. Go ahead. The shifting. Shifting your mindset. Shifting 
how you feel about things and what we can control. And I, I usually tell people, really, the only thing in life that we have control of is our reactions. Mm. There's very little in life that we can have ultimate control over. There's too many variables, too many things that are at play for us to control everything. And I think those of us, and I mean, I will count myself in that, that are the type A personalities who like to have control. (laughs) It can be a little tough. Monet. Yeah, I'm very down to the penny. Yes. (laughs) You know, not calling anyone out right now. Right. But, you know, it's, I'll claim it, actually. We, <laughs> I, I just, I get, I'm going to fly that flag. Yeah, because, <laughs> Sheila, I get so frustrated. Sometimes I do feel like um, I'm a person of faith, so I do love and trust God. But I know there's people have their destiny, people have their fate, there's the universe, there's circumstances that just happen, there's natural disasters, and it makes life so uncontrollable. I need to maybe understand how to nurture the parts that I can choose and balance that with the parts that I can't choose so that I don't go crazy. (laughs) So how do we get there? One of the easiest ways that I tell people is whenever we're in that situation, okay, so something happens. There's some experience, there's something going on, and you can feel it in your body somewhere where the reaction is coming. Everyone has it a little bit differently. I, a lot of times, will feel it kind of in my stomach and feel it rising up through my chest, and I know something is getting ready to come out of my mouth that maybe I don't want. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's like a you pot know. coming to a boil. And yeah. So a big part of all of this is the self-awareness to Start seeing and knowing what that feels in my body before it happens. Because a lot of times we have an experience, we say something or we react in some way, then we stop and go, oh, I didn't really mean to say that or that wasn't my inside voice. And now I have to... (laughs) Was that out loud? No, now I'm in damage control. Yeah. (laughs) That can be damaging to any relationship. Like we're talking all types of relationships, friendships, work relationships, romantic, whatever. It's first building that self-awareness of what does that feel like? We all have a certain trigger in us that we can feel it. So when you say triggers, are you talking like positive, negative, good, bad? It can be anything. And it's interesting you said that too, because I try really hard not to focus on emotions being bad or good. Okay. Emotions are just emotions. They're all there. They all have a reason. A lot of times I hear people say, I can't be angry. I can't be sad, you know, because those are wrong emotions. There's no wrong. There's no bad. It's there for a reason. And it's up to us to figure out what that reason is. And that could, again, come out in a way that maybe we don't want it to, or we might have to go, oh, that was a little too much. (laughs) Extra. It's the, yeah, like, whoa, dial it down. (laughs) That would be me. Okay, so Lene is the type A, I'm the extra. Now you can imagine. Oh, there we go. Yeah. The two of us together. We're, but just, we're touching on everybody the first thing this morning. Okay, that's <laughs> what we got to do. Sorry. It seems to me, though, like what you're saying is kind of to go ahead and allow yourself to feel the emotions, but to process them before you open your mouth. And, to, yeah. uh, and that's a, a form of choosing also. You are choosing to have discretion, process it first, think about how you want to react, and then yeah. you're choosing your reaction, even though you didn't choose the way you felt and you didn't choose the emotion that hit you and you didn't choose that punch in the gut, but at least you mm-hmm. didn't have to go all out. 
<laughs> and act on well, it exactly. and then have these terrible, possibly terrible consequences, right? Yes, because I want to encourage everybody to feel the feels. All the feels. You know, I, all of them. All the feels that there are, because I think we're starting to become a little bit desensitized to some of our feelings because we're thinking that they're bad huh. and, or that we don't know how to manage them. But we are humans. That's a part of our human experience is to feel all those feelings. And I think when we cut ourselves off from part of it, we are missing out or we are dulling down a part of us. And I think that as a part of what's creating a lot of the stress, the anxiety and the overwhelm that's happening, like especially with our young teens and even younger than that now, they are experiencing anxiety to the levels that we've never seen before. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that way when we were that age. I just think that that's one of the symptoms that we're dealing with right now is everything has to look perfect. Everyone has to look happy. And we have to put on this lovely little mask and facade and live behind it. And put that lovely little mask on social media. Oh, my gosh, yes. I try to, even when I'm on social media, like I try to keep it a balance. Here's a wonderful, great thing that's going on. Then, you know, when I'm not feeling so great or something has happened that I'm where I'm just not in a good place. I have to balance this out. So I will actually go, hey, look, I'm going through this thing right now. It's going to take time for me to process it. I've got to go through this my own way, but this is just where I'm at. So you are out and being very real on social media, which is not the case for most people. No. And I've had interesting responses from that because people aren't used to seeing that type of openness and vulnerability. They're like, oh, you, should, you shouldn't be posting about that, airing your dirty laundry. Mm. And I'm like, well, you know what? If I'm asking other people to be very open and vulnerable with me, I have to do that as well. And I think constantly putting online that my life is perfect and look at these amazing vacations and my kids are always <laughs> perfectly behaved. You know, I've seen and talked to the people who it creates so much stress for them because they can't live up to that. It seems like you're also modeling a good way of setting boundaries too, emotional boundaries that not only are you being transparent as far as sharing and being open, but you're also kind of insulating yourself and giving yourself that proper time to get yourself back on track. There's lots of people around here who are trying to be people pleasers and over accommodating and they feel like they're being selfish If they choose to put themselves first or put their own priorities first or put their own emotions and mental health and emotional health first, and maybe that's a dialogue that we have to change also among young people and older people, that that is not selfish, that is choosing wisely to do things that will better your life in a nice, healthy manner. Is that something that you work with people on sometimes too? No, most definitely. That type of feeling does happen more often than women. It does happen Mm -hmm. with men as well, but it is the women who are still dealing with probably, you know, like hundreds of years of programming that we are the caregivers. We take care of everybody. We do, you know, make sure everyone else is happy. And then we look at ourselves. And by that point in time, we're too tired and worn out, (laughs) you know, to do anything for ourselves. Yeah. Everybody, I think, is operating from their own best interest. There's a quote that says, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? 
not much. <laughs> yeah. I about, love that. I've yeah. never heard that, but yes. Yeah, that's about Jim Rohn. <laughs> it kind of makes you think, and it may not even be maliciously, but Sandy and I say, okay, we're going to get together and work on this podcast. And she says, well, these days are good for me. And I say, these days are good for me. And you compromise versus me just trying to go along and just do whatever Sandy says. And I'm just scared. Like, oh my God, yeah. she's going to be mad at me if I don't know what to do. You um, cannot be scared you know, of Sandy so Claus. True. I can be scared. I'm scared of Sandy Claus. <laughs> she's not going to give me anything well, in my I, stocking. Especially this time of year. I See? Mean, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's right on your website, too. The whole thing about self-care is not selfish, right? And that was something I had to learn the hard way. It was never something I was taught. I had never heard of self-care, oh gosh, until I was probably already in my 40s, like what truly it is. One thing I always just say so that I would always go for retail therapy. No, I love that. That was oh. my, that <laughs> that was my way of trouble. making myself feel better. <laughs> That's true. It could get my you in trouble. My bank account didn't love me. Uh, <laughs> my husband really was not impressed with that form of therapy, but... <laughs> Well, he probably had his own, right? Well, he yeah, we all have our devices. Yes. We all have ways of making ourselves feel better. But to me, that was a Band-Aid version of trying to make myself feel better. I would get that hit of, you know, adrenaline or whatever. Now, when I could find something that I wanted to buy and I'd bring it home, but that wasn't lasting. Right. So then I'd have to go out and buy some more. And then that didn't last. So you end up in this horrible circle of constantly trying to make yourself feel better by looking outwardly. Now, what is the self-care solution then? seems like you're alluding to looking inward, but how Mm -hmm. do we do proper self-care? Well, this is where you have to spend a little bit of time in reflection of going, what is it that fills me up? What is it that makes me feel that warm and fuzzy on the inside? Because a lot of people, I don't think we spend our time sitting and actually being aware, again, be having that self-awareness of what that is. For me, it ended up being spending a lot of time in nature. Mm. Like I just love to sit and be quiet and look at the water and listen to the birds and the wind moving through the trees. Like I could feel my whole body just relax as all the cares of the world would just go away. Ask that question of yourself. What is that for you? Maybe it's sitting down with a good book. Maybe it's Spending time with your best friend where you just sit there and you laugh your face off, almost peeing yourself, <laughs> because you have such a good time with each other. Yes. TMI, you know, but I, I love it. It's refreshing, though. It's refreshing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy and I are going to do that this weekend. That's right. That's Because yeah. Frozen 2 is out. But, um, yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let it go and let loose. But it's finding loose. what it is for you, because it's not one thing. Some people will say, well, massages are the best thing ever, and that's the best form of self-care. Maybe for you. Personally, I don't like massages. Mm -hmm. They actually cause me to be tense. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, then that's the opposite. Right? So it's, it's trying to go, okay, what is it for you? Okay, well, for you, that's great. For me, it's this. And realizing there's no one right answer. I started looking at this going, wow, this whole idea of self-care is bigger than what I think a lot of people really look at it as. And I came up with what I call the seven pillars of self-care. Okay. Because there's so many different avenues to take care of yourself as a holistic, as a whole being, because we can't just look at one thing. And most people, when they're thinking of self-care, they only look at the physical aspect. So going to the spa, having massages, 
going and getting your nails done, just making yourself feel better outwardly, exercising, drinking water, having proper nutrition. Those are all important, but that is only physical Mm self-care. There are six other levels, according to me, (laughs) that there are. Physical, we've got down pat. We're good at that. And then we have the mental self-care. Do I need to take a day of a break off of social media? Oh. You know, yeah. is is it that every day Stop that I'm on Stop looking at me like media, that, Lene. I am looking at Sandy right <laughs> now. Yep. But I think we do. We need to have that social media detox every once in a while. And I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called 24-6. <laughs> it's talking about how we try to live our normal lives 24 hours a day, six days a week. Because on that seventh day... We have to have that true day of rest, and you can pick whatever day you want. I mean, historically, we've always thought of Sunday as the day of rest, but it can be whatever day you choose. But they're talking that that is the one day per week. It's absolute zero screen time. Mm. No phones, no TV, no tablets, no video games, and you actually are forced to find other ways to do things with your life. So you're spending time with family. You're going out with nature. Maybe you're actually reading a real book, not looking at it on our devices. Your brain gets it, to reset <laughs> like, a, like yes. it naturally was meant to be, I guess. And I like that detox yeah, like, terminology too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh gosh. We, yeah, we need that detox. That book talks about how we have created this addiction to technology it's not saying that technology is bad. We lo- I love technology. I love all our little gadgets and things that we have now in our homes. But there's a price to it. And we have to learn to manage it as well as we can learning to manage our reactions and our emotions as well. Because it has a way of taking over. I mean, good Lord, everybody was asking Alexa how to do things all <laughs> over the place. And we've got Siri telling us where to go. Oh, we're, we're lost we're without our phones. Up- yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. But we are giving up our power. We start to lose ourselves. We start to lose our sense of being and our own empowerment because we're constantly giving our power away. Technology does have a way of sucking the bandwidth out of you. Just, I mean, that's a term that Lene and I use a lot. Yeah. And we only have so much bandwidth. That's true. And other people sometimes do lots of things. That's kind of like what we're saying with these choices. Where Mm -hmm. are we choosing to put our attention Where are we choosing to, uh, who are we choosing to give our power and attention to? And then like Sheila's saying, how do you bring it all back at the end of the day and become a whole person again? Yeah. Yeah. And you have all of these seven things on your website and, and your books and everything. Is that part of the emotional intelligence that you're talking about? When you're talking about the self-awareness, the regaining your power, those are two of the very what I would assume is one of the, the biggest competencies of social and emotional intelligence. Ah, but as far as the seven pillars. We've talked about physical. We've talked about mental. Of course, we have the emotional. We have to look at emotionally, are, you know, are we feeling healthy? We have the spiritual aspect, the spiritual self-care, no matter what people believe in. Like everybody has their own belief system. What can you do each week to honor that side of you? So those are the four that I call the inner pillars. Okay. And then we have three outer pillars, which are your social. So that is actually spending time nurturing your relationships in your life because we are social beings. We need to have that connection. We need to come out from behind our devices to actually share space 
and share energy with other human beings. Yes. And I think that's something we're starting to lose because, oh, with technology, we can always be connected. Yeah, not yes, but no. Right. You know, we need to actually be in the same room and stare into each other's eyes and be able to touch other humans. So that was the social. What else? The other two, one is environmental. So what can I do for the environment that I live in? Mm. You know, do you have clutter in your house? Do you have areas, something going on in your, wherever you live that every time you look at it, you're like, oh man, I got to take care of that An because eyesore. that impacts yeah. you mentally and emotionally. Yeah. So it's taking care of your environment, taking care of your car, making sure your doctor's appointments are up to date and something that keeps your environment healthy because they say your home is an outer reflection of your inner home. Wow. Wow. I like and that. when I started thinking that way, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? do something about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, where do I need to do some cleaning? Because <laughs> we don't really think of it that way. No, but I will no. now. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way, though. In, in a good a, way. In a good way. Yeah. Because then I can do something. Yeah. I can choose to do something about right. it. We're all, it's all about <laughs> yes. choice. So, okay, so we've got the environmental. And you have one more? Yeah, and the last one is your career or your business. Yes. Because they need a little bit of self-care as well. Especially if you're self-employed, it's kind of like, what can I do to care and nurture my business today? If you are a, a career or you're an employee, it's what can I do to nurture my role today? You may be in a role at work that is not exactly your dream job. Fair enough. But it's up to you, again, to make the choice of how can I do this job the best of my ability each day? It may not be your dream, like, all my life I thought I was going to be sitting behind a desk pushing paper. (laughs) No, but you're impacting your world, some people, in some way that day. What can you do to shift your mindset around that to put your energy into your role that's a more positive one? Because let's face it, we are in our jobs probably more hours of the day than we are at home. Right. So we want those hours of the day to not feel like they're soul sucking. No, and I think a lot of people do think of their jobs that way. If, like you say, they're not like doing at the moment what they want to do, but they can choose to Mm -hmm. look at it in a different way. Yeah. Just by choosing to look at it a different way, choosing to go, okay, why am I here? How am I impacting the world by doing this job? Because you are impacting in some way. And it doesn't matter if it's big or it's small. You have an impact. And when you look at that and you kind of go, oh, this is how I'm helping somebody somewhere today. Like you may never know who that person is, but if you know that you are in some way, it changes the energy of which you come into it with. And when you are doing something joyfully or with the positive energy behind it, the time goes by so fast. It's not as stressful. You'll actually enjoy your day. And then when you come home, you're not dragging your butt and then (laughs) your family is getting whatever is left of you. (laughs) Yeah. It also, this, what you're saying kind of makes me think about another aspect of your website because human beings tend to need to feel that their life has purpose. And if I have this correctly, the best way to reach out to you and look at what Sheila Sutherland has to offer is to go to your website, reigniteyourpurpose.com. Yes. What I always tell people too is when we're, you know, listening to this, if there's anything that sparked a question, email me and let's just have a chat about it, right? It's no pressure. It's no commitment kind of thing. Let's just have a talk. 
and just see, is there something on there that just sparks an interest? That's why I like your website, though. You ask very personal questions. You ask, like, are you thriving or just surviving? What about Mm -hmm. making yourself a priority? helping to get reignited and get your purpose together. That's the kind of stuff I really encourage people to take a look at. And you mentioned your email. What is the best way to email you? Sheila, so S-H-E-I-L-A, at reigniteyourpurpose.com. And what about your book, Sheila? I mean, you didn't you say that you just had another bestseller? They're a collaborative book, so it's not just me, myself, is the only author. There's a group of us that collaborate. Mm-hmm. And so this was the third project that I collaborated on. The book just came out this week. We hit number one bestseller in about nine different categories. We were all very excited. Even though this is the third time I've done it, it's still a thrill to see that one of your stories is now out there in the world and possibly impacting somebody in some way. Yes. Amazon is the best place to get it. Okay. This one is called 365 Soulful Messages. There's a, has like the date on there. So you could turn to May 25th. What's the message for today? I like books like that. So if you're not a huge reader, you just want to have a little hit of inspiration each day, you just turn to whatever the date is, read that story. And it's, It's just a way of brightening up your day in like five minutes. Oh, nice. Kind of thing. Perfect. This one that we just put out, this is the last one. Uh, This series has now come to an end. We've done five. There's five in total. Three is only one that I was a part of. But it was kind of nice to be a part of the final book of the series. Great gifts for the holidays. Yes. Anybody who likes, like you say, just a little pick-me-up. Yes. For each day, they're very easy little stories to read. And that is a positive choice that we can make for our day is to read something mm-hmm. inspirational yeah. as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, that takes care of both your mental and emotional self-care right there. Yeah. yeah. Choosing wisely. Maybe you don't have to mm-hmm. see what the Kardashians are doing. Maybe you can see what the 365 <laughs> Days of Grace are doing. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. You know, and I think if there's anything I leave anybody with today... Stuff is going to happen. Life happens. These are the things that we can't control. It may be that you're stuck in traffic. It may be that you spilt your coffee on yourself. It could be just as you're heading out your door, your baby decides to throw up on your shoulder. Yes, you know, there. There's things that happen. It is your choice how you react. Take a second. Take a deep breath. Maybe take 12 if you need them. And just go, what reaction? is going to give me the most positive outcome. That is beautiful. And take that second to just decide and make that choice and then do it. Now, you may decide that this is not the time for a positive outcome. You may decide that, you know what? No, I'm going to be angry right now, and I'm going to feel that anger for a while. That's your choice. But also know that with every choice you make, there is an outcome. There's a repercussion to it. So if you know that, no, I'm going to be angry right now, know that that's going to impact the people that are around you. It's only going to be you if you keep yourself in a bubble. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and honestly, there are times when I'm having that day of, you know what, I'm not feeling so good today. I think this is a day is not a day for me to be around other people. Smart choice. And I make the choice <laughs> that I stay home. I stay off of social media. I, You know, I just kind of like, it's too people-y right now. I need a break. 
I see so much venom on social media and I wonder sometimes, and sometimes from people that I know or family members or friends, and I know they're not like negative people, but something happened to them and they decided, you know what, I'm just going to go on Twitter and tell everybody. And spew it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what Sheila wants to encourage us to reconsider, (laughs) maybe not doing, Yeah, um, not necessarily acting on all of that. Well, and it's like you say, you make the choice. You may choose to do that and there's nothing wrong, I would say, in doing that. But know that if that's the choice you're going to make, you may get reactions from other people about it. So don't be angry if somebody now comes to you and is now having a reaction to your reaction. That's true. Right. There could be backlash. But choose it and then own it. And even if you have to backtrack, yeah. say, you know what, I exactly. made a mistake. Right. And exactly. And then own that. It's like, you know what, I made this choice. It didn't exactly work out the way I had planned for it to do. Okay, what did I learn? Maybe I can make a better choice next time. That's the absolute nugget right there. We do get second chances in this world. You can choose wisely the next time. You can learn from your mistakes and make sure that you do your best in all this choosing to choose things and people and activities that are going to help push you along in in the direction that you want to go instead of diminishing or distracting you away from your goals and your purpose. We always have a little time at the end of the show called takeaway time. I think that really encompasses the takeaway time. It's almost like you're doing a little two-step. Are you two-stepping to the left or to the right in your world? Are you trying to get closer and closer to the things you want? Are you going to sabotage that by making one offhanded comment that you could have chosen to keep to yourself for a while and chosen not to react in that way. When it comes to living a life of purpose and goals, there's one other quote that I really, really appreciate. It's by Ed Milet, and we follow him on Instagram and listen to some of his discussions. And he has this big quote that he pushes a lot. And he says, you are one decision, one thought, one idea, one choice away from a totally different life. And we really hope that everyone gets that after all the things that Sheila has shared with us and the seven pillars. That quote is absolutely perfect. It's kind of like mic drop, boom, Boom. we're done. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) boom. So on that note, I guess I just want to make sure that you understand that Sandy and I truly appreciate your words of wisdom. We appreciate you taking the time to help us to get a handle on these choices that we can make in this life and how to handle things that we can't choose in this life. And we're going to put all of your information on our website. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Like when I have the opportunity, like say when I receive those emails of we would like you to be on our show, it means a lot to me that somebody saw something in something that I've written somewhere that they're like, I find value in that. So thank you for allowing me that opportunity because that fills me up. Well, so my day is going to be a whole lot brighter <laughs> because I got to spend a few minutes with you. You filled us up too. We filled mutual. <laughs> yeah, this was great. And Sheila up there in Canada, we are here in Detroit. So, you know, you're, you're in the right. other side of Canada though. We're like really close to Windsor. So we feel the, yes. the Canadian camaraderie though, nevertheless. Yes, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm I'm a West Coaster, so yeah, I'm still waking up. <laughs> oh, right, oh, right. We right. appreciate you because um, we're recording this in the morning and early yes. in the morning for Sheila. So thanks oh, for yeah. thanks for, for your that good energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But um, (laughs) overall, we just like to give a gentle reminder to everyone out there to just imagine yourself choosing the best ways to live your best life. Thanks for listening. Now we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine.